on 1116 SEM, the Four Diego's. Nice play by Barbarossa's Finkler. Goes down and wins a free kick. I think the first one was probably worse than the second one. Here's Finkler's long play. Oh! Goal! Del Pierre! Matthew Del Pierre! Très The Frenchman on the board early. Great free kick in from Finkler and Del Pierre. Put it in the back of Lenette. Magnifique! Here's Parisha now. His first real touch on the far side. Gets past a couple of men. Sends a ball in. Oh! Chance for Finkler! Just goes over the top. Handle penalty! And here we go. Parisha, chance to open his account. In the 19th minute, lines up. Ante Kovic, Bessard Barisha for victory. Here we go. Takes a deep breath. Kick. Goal! Barisha! He's back. 2-0 victory. Here's Barbarusa now inside the area after a good little nutmeg there. He's still got it. Oh! Hardy tricks. Save. Goal! Lee Broxham. What a play by Barbarossa as it blocks him, finishing off. My way. victory. Here's an attack with a chance for Bridge. Bridge now back with a shot. Go. And he scored Good just touch. like that. What a goal from a veteran, Mark Bridge. Just a quick turnaround. Archie's free in the middle. Marisha gets it to him. Thompson does. Goal. Archie Thompson. What a ball from Bessart Marisha. And Kovic is furious. It's 4-1 victory. Yes, welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. And there you have it, the goals, with thanks to the A-League commentary team here at SEN. Ed Wyatt, Dave Clarkson and Jonathan Howcroft on another great call. A great way to open the season. Melbourne victory defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you here on a Friday night. Vinny Venezuela, you're here as well, as is Warren and Carlos Alberto. The Four Diego's are in and we want to talk about this game because it was a... It was a good start by the victory. Yes, it was, Rodrigo, and, uh, and welcome so, to you too, Rodrigo. <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Sorry, he's excuse thrown the, he's sorry. The, you know why he, you know why he threw the Carlos why? first? Why? He, actually, he didn't throw, actually. No, I didn't throw. I just took it. it <laughs> he looked at me and I just took it. Um, there is a protocol here, by the way, it's ladies typical, and gentlemen, so. and uh, usually Vinny... Sorry, can I just say, show. this isn't a courtroom, but I object. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you why yeah. I object. Yep. A good start. A yep. good start. 4-1 is more yeah. than a good start. Thank you very much. Well, uh, well no, no. Get, get excited, Victory. I, I'm excited, Rodrigo. Listeners, and give us a call tonight on 9429-1116. What is the name? Because this, this is a very interesting little thing that I'd like to flesh out with our listeners out there. It was a great win. Mm. Great win. Dominant win. What words would you use? Are you excited? Are you um, are you just happy? We haven't been are able to pleased? speak yet, so we don't know. Uh, not you guys. <laughs> I'm talking about our listeners out there. Oh. I'm having a conversation with them right now. No, you are, oh. and that's what radio's all about, isn't it? Oh. I was looking at you, Carlos, because I knew these two over here were really yeah. excited about the win, but I knew you you just I'm said measured. You I'm measured. measured about yes. the win. By the way, I tipped this. <laughs> I, was, I was one goal out. I said 3-1, but I tipped it. I tipped it too. Because, you know, on a Friday night, a Wednesday night, I'm a bit more humble. On a Friday night, I'm the Oracle. <laughs> so, But, Rod, what is the name? Of, what is the, the, the title of our hot 
hotline tonight? The hotline is the happy to get the three points hotline on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Now send us your text message, but also uh, we'd love to take your calls. If you're a victory fan, yeah. was this the perfect way? to start Season 10, Warren. Or are you critical? (laughs) Warren, your voice has changed. (laughs) Or are you critical of the boys still? Yes. I'd I'd, I'd love to hear what our listeners out there, because they're the experts. Warren, how about you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know... You know, we're in the tenth season. This is we haven't been doing this for ten. Well, we haven't been doing the final whistle for mm. ten years. But there are some things that you expect to be different as the new season starts. But there's some things that you're comforted by. You know, mm. we've got the United Nations SEN call team with Jonathan Howcroft, yes, Ed Wyatt, and Clarko. Now, Clarko brings his own touch of Brazilian to the commentary <laughs> of SEN. He just gets over the top of Ed whenever there's an exciting <laughs> moment, which is really good. You yep. know, the excitement's palpable amongst... We had Archie Thompson, who's the only player in A-League history to have started the first game of every season of the A-League, is which right? is a good yeah, effort yeah. on Archie's behalf. The only player... I was going to say, it's his 10th year, so he's, he must have put he in some long service leave. Go- yeah, we were talking about this, Finney. Like, you know, we work in professions, long service leave, Carlos. You know, one year, you get one week for every year yep. of service. Oh, well, if you work for me, you, you get <laughs> a so couple of hours. We, we've heard a rumour that Archie's put in for uh, 10 weeks long service leave from about round 13. <laughs> it's been accepted. We've just got to get him on to find out where he's going for his long service leave with his kids. But... It was a promising start. Yes. Promising. Oh, you, promising. Were, you were more excited Jeez. than that. Hang on. No, 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 Be- I wasn't. Before that in the green room, mm-hmm. you know, you were, just, you were gushing. No, no, I wasn't you because were gushing. I tipped the draw. I think this is more of a reflection on the dysfunctionality of Gee. the Western Sydney Wanderers tonight. So you, key you're components. taking away from Melbourne Victory's performance. Oh, they they beat moving cones tonight. Oh, jeez. Moving oh, cones. A, no, you're wrong. They were individually brilliant. Were they purring as a unit? Not sure. Did they do what victory always do? And that switch off defensively for parts of the game and allow the team to get back in just before half time? Ladies and gentlemen. I would also describe the victory what, as typically flat track bullies. He is just turned in the walk from the green <laughs> yeah. room to the studio. I was a flat track bully performance tonight. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Okay. Home ground. They're gonna, they will, this will not be the only time this season. Victory will put four in the back of the net on their own dung heap. I'm sure the way they played tonight, there's goals in them. But flat track bullies tonight, very good. But next week, Adelaide at Adelaide Oval, typically they've been poor away from home. My judgment is out on the victory for another week, even though I said they'd win the title. Oh, <laughs> Gosh, Warren. You gave us everything there. It's like an each-way let, bet, let, Warren. Let's, let's get some feedback from our listeners. But first, let, let's quickly yeah. go. Victory defeated uh, Western Sydney Rondas 4-1. Del Piero scored in the eighth minute. <laughs> Del Piero, that is. Barisha scored a penalty in the 19th minute. Uh, then Broxham, who was threatening the score in the first oh, 27 minutes. Got a hat-trick tonight. Finally scored in the 27th minute. Uh, Mark Bridge then scored in the 40th minute for Western Sydney Wanderers. It was 3-1. And then Archie Thompson in the second half in the 53rd minute scored for the victory. And it was 4-1. 30,083 people at Eddie Head Stadium. They're the statistics of the game. Let's go to our callers on 94291116. And let's uh, celebrate victory's win tonight. Or uh, give us some insightful yes. information. Vinny is in the studio, hey. but he's also on the line from Thomastown. G'day, Vinny. Welcome to the show. You're there, Vinny. 
Yes. Yes, you might want to just uh, turn the background down a bit. There you go. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, good, good. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm very happy, mate. It's a great, great win today by the Victory Boys. What did you like about the game, Vinny? Uh, I love uh, the corporate box today. Thank ah. you. Yeah. And uh, Archie Thompson, great performance by Archie Thompson today, even though he's an old hag, you know what I mean? Old hag? <laughs> harsh. I think he might mean a hack. Are you happy about the new boys there, Vinny? Do you like Barisha? Do you like Georgievsky? Do you like Valeri? What a fantastic finish for the penalty spot, Barisha. Fantastic performance. I haven't seen a performance like that in a long time. He's like Stevie G from the penalty spot, Barisha, actually. He's like Stevie G. Never misses. Yeah, look, he's uh, just feels like he's at home already How over there, Barisha. Would you have just allowed him to waltz to the penalty box in his first game? Surely there's a little bit of a, a pecking order. As no, well, no, he's no. been stamping his authority at training for a long time. In fact, the boys are a bit scared to go anywhere near him oh, okay. uh, because he's a, he's, a, he's a winner and he demands everything from every player. So that's what I'm hearing about how he behaves himself uh, at training. But, you know, obviously Vinny's had a big night for Thomastown and uh, he's enjoyed the, uh, the win. And obviously the, uh, you know, the, the catering in the uh, corporate box was just wonderful tonight. And it's good to see that at the Eddie Head Stadium corporate boxes, the only entertainment is actually on the ground, Carlos, <laughs> yes. as opposed to the MCG. Yeah, you, know, you, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> that, that Barisha penalty, if he'd missed that, that could have just, uh, could have been season defining for him. <laughs> <laughs> really. That could have just taken it all away. Oh, he would. Yeah. Psychologically, because the uh, same thing happened with Mifsud. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get on the score sheet. Broken man left. There you go. Oh, that's very good, Vinny Venezuela. Hey, let's go to Tony in Heidelberg. He thinks it's a great first up win, don't you, Tony? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, fellas. I really do. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't in the corporate box. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard what you said about Adelaide. We're going next week, and we're going to win there too. But what I wanted to talk about was that big French unit, Del Pierre. He looks all right, doesn't he? Yeah, isn't it? Uh, I mean, they they got him because they needed some, you know, some authority in that middle of defence. Of course, they've been leaking goals, uh, you know, for, years, Carlos. for a few years now, and they weren't much better last year. Even uh, when Kevin had him, you know, after he took over from Ange Postacoglu and sort of trying to mould his own side, he really was frustrated with uh, what they were delivering back there. But, uh, but Tony, you know, it would have been disappointing that goal that they conceded that Mark Bridge put away. There were three defenders there. Del Pierre had gone for the header. Uh, it came back quickly and suddenly three victory players and, and Bridge sort of waltzed through. There was a touch of what's been happening in the past. Is it an aberration or do you think, there's, you know, they still haven't fixed that problem? Oh, mate, I'm not going to pick on that French, mate. He's got to be about team. <laughs> and fair dinkum, when he kicked that first goal, I was so excited. I thought I was going to lay an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I, um, I think, I have to uh, say... Tony's done the corporate box round too, so <laughs> there you go. Um, the way he, f- he finished, he, he was very clinical. It was a very beautiful, um, beautifully taken goal. By the way, you know, Adrian Layer doesn't always get the kudos, but I heard... Give him kudos. You know, I'm going to give him some kudos. The block he laid... Yes. On the uh, marker for Del Pierre, uh, I think it was a beautiful block. And those things don't—they they go unnoticed sometimes. It's half a goal there, Carlos. It does, really? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, it call, you should call that an assist if it wasn't a foul. Yeah, apparently the Western Bulldogs are looking at him as we speak, Carlos. <laughs> well, Del Pierre actually had a more auspicious start than his international marquee compatriot last year in. Contreras, who got sent off in this game last season against Contreras, Contreras, yeah, Contreras was the Cyprian international. Yeah, Carlos. 
I'm just being contrarian, but yeah, uh, yeah. he did get sent off, even though my pronunciation may have no. misidentified I, I'm, him. I'm pretty pretty sure, just as Berisha will be better than Misford, uh, Del Pierre will be better than Contreras. Yes. Pablo. Can I just say that Berisha was up for it. You could tell that he was up for it. He's like no. a, he was like a boxer. Yeah, but he's always up for it. Maybe. I know he's always up for it, but he looks more up for it in blue, mm. Carlos. Mm. There's something about the victory strip blue. on him yeah. that makes him look... Manly. Look, I, I just reckon he looked the same as he was at Brisbane, and which is a good sign because he doesn't have to take any, he doesn't have to warm up, warm into things. Yep. And when the goal was scored, he went up to the corner flag and saluted the crowd like yep. he used to do. That didn't Brisbane. make him look manly. I, I, I thought that was the opposite. <laughs> what, what uh, YMCA? Was it? <laughs> village people. It was a bit village people. No, okay. no, not right. that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, of course not. It looked a bit pale to me. He needs a bit of sun. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll take your calls right throughout the night on 9429-1116. It is the Happy to Get the Three Points hotline. And Rob in Footscray uh, wants to talk about uh, the captain tonight. G'day, Rob. Welcome to the show. G'day, boys. I want to talk about a genius I reckon we witnessed tonight, and he's been underrated for 10 years. Yep. Lee Broxham. Yeah, we love him. Absolutely unbelievable. He should be given the keys to the city. Keys to the city. But, but, but Rob, Rob, Rob why play next week, Rob? Berisha, but they should be talking about Broxham. I want yep. to call everyone in Melbourne to get down and come to... We're going to start a fan club. It's going to be Brox from Knox. Yep. Um, there's a fan club. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Now, Rob... It's an interesting conundrum that uh, Ange Postacoglu's in, though. Mark Milligan's coming back. I think Mark Milligan's the best player at victory. And I'll, I'll argue with anyone. He I think won't play next week, uh, Hang on, he's so coming back from Soccer duty. Musket or Postacoglu's got the... Uh, no, sorry, yeah, Musket, sorry. I forgot about, <laughs> forgot about Musket already. Uh, <laughs> next week, Milligan's back. Rob, who are you going to drop? Forget about Milligan. He can go on to the... No, 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 no solve no the problem, worries. mate. Musky's no, listening Brock's right now. Gone. Who's go, who are you going to drop for Broxham? Because Actually, we call Anja, get Brox back into the Australian team. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. So you're not helping Musk at all. Because if Broxham, if Broxham had scored a second goal tonight, he could well have. He's had a couple of great shots on goal. He probably had more shots on goal than some of the strikers in, on the ground. If he had scored a second goal tonight, imagine what would happen next week. Because everyone is expecting when Milligan comes back, Valeri won't get dropped. Finkler won't get dropped. Uh, suddenly it's Broxham that might make way. So unless they drop a, a, someone in central defence and suddenly put Broxham back there, uh, his position's under under a bit of a cloud. And you'd think that, um, you know, I think he played thinking that that might happen tonight. I thought he had a great game. Rob, you're right. You know, uh, uh, Muscat will just tell Barisha to go in harder on Broxham in training <laughs> and it'll solve it. But what's he going to do? I mean, no. it's a good question. It's a good question. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what Musket does. Brox from Knox will be on the uh, on the pine. There's no doubt about it. Mark Milligan is the he's the fulcrum in yep. which the victory work around offensively and defensively. And I've got no doubt that the way that it works, I think Broxham will sit yeah, on the bench. And, and the fact that they pay him a whole lot more too um, <laughs> probably will have some sway. Thanks, Rob. Really appreciate your call. In fact, um, Lee Broxham got the three votes from the boys on uh, Fox Sports. Today. So how can you drop him? Don't know. Don't Easy, know. Carlos. Just don't put him in the first 11 on the team See, that's sheet. why you'll never, ever coach cold. at the top level. That's cold, Warren. Warren. That's because you'll never... <laughs> that shows that he will never, ever coach Hard at the top level. Because he has applied for Hard some positions, uh, <laughs> right. Carlos. Yep. Yeah, the only problem is I put Carlos down as a referee. <laughs> <laughs> that's problem. <laughs> Let's go to Peter in Craigie Byrne. Peter, you want to talk about tonight's win? Welcome to the show. How you going, boys, mate? Um, just um, wanted to say I'm really happy with um, Musket and DPS for signings of... Um, it was um, Barisha and um, DPA in the first 10 minutes scoring Valeri. Well, what a game. And 
unbelievable. It's just so good, the signings they've done so far, boys. Now, Peter, what were you concerned? Do you have any concerns about the team in previous years? And and how were they addressed tonight, do you think? That's pretty good, mate. I'm really happy. It, was, it reminds me of the, the, um, the first two years with, um, with um, Fred and um, RG Thompson, mate. You know, like, looks really good with Barisha. Who's trying all game, you know? With, um, with uh, look, pain. Like, he tried, but he tried his best, you know? But the Zubri wasn't there, but it looks good. It looks good. Good stuff. There you go. Uh, Del Pierre uh, scored tonight, and it was a well-taken goal. And uh, they had a couple of lovely set pieces tonight, didn't they, Vinnie Venezuela? The, the set pieces were, were very uh, manicured and, and, mm. and well-prepared. It's interesting. I um, Del Pierre, I, 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 given his height, I was expecting them to do a little bit more of sort of the aerial whipping stuff. it over, mm. the aerial stuff. So maybe they're just keeping that in the bag mm. for when it counts. There you go. Um, okay, let's go to Tony in Sydenham. Um, and no, no, let's let's go to Paul in Heidelberg. I uh, would rather take your call tonight there. Uh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because Tony's gone. But anyway, uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Evening, folks. Uh, yeah, I thought it was... Um, I was I was listening to the commentary as I was kind of just pottering about the house town stuff, and I, I was really surprised. I thought uh, Western Sydney would come down here and... You know, well, I didn't think they'd dominate, but I thought they'd get away with the win. I just thought they'd be, they'd have that sort of match fitness from the Champions League and the Euro, the Asian Champions League, and I just thought they'd overcome them. But um, I gotta say, um, Barisha, he's broken my heart. He's left Brisbane. He's left uh, Barcelona, but um, <laughs> you'll have a great you'll have a great year watching him down here, Victory fans. He'll get sent off at least twice, and you'll miss probably four <laughs> or five games. But but in the games he's there, he's gonna just wreak havoc. He's he's awesome. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't panic too much if I was Western Sydney. I mean, I think much of Tony Popovich. It's their worst performance in their history. History. It's three years, Carlos. No, but it's their worst performance. Shows over the last couple. By, of years by a too, long, history. long way, yeah, it was their worst performance. To me, the key part, the key part of the building blocks for Tony Popovich and his team has been his goalkeepers, goalkeeper, and his central defenders. Now. Speranovic and Topper Stanley, Speranovic with an ankle injury, injury Topper Stanley, who's in the Socceroos team, he, they weren't there tonight, and I think it really showed. Hamill's a good player, but it was a sort of cobbled together back four, and I think, for me, that's the building blocks of Tony Popovich's team. When you get Topper Stanley back, Speranovic back, I think you'll see a stronger Western Sydney Wanderers team. So, for me, no they panic. But they haven't played that badly no matter how depleted they've been. They couldn't get their feet on the ball. Look, I said earlier in the week, guys, if you remember, it was quite late at night on the Friday, on the Wednesday night, so you might not have been listening. Yep. But no, I wasn't. I said <laughs> that this West Sydney Wanderers team have plateaued, mm. whereas teams like Victory and City and even Sydney have got better, and they got better with a bit of class too. I Mark my words, expect more of these performances from West Sydney. I'm not saying it's going to be every week. But every now and again through this season, they're going to have the shocker, which they haven't had so far. It's strange to hear you say that because in a couple of weeks' time, they could be the Asian champions. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I don't buy into that theory, Carlos, but that's, mm. I, I see what you're saying, and it's quite possible. I just don't think it's probable, I, only because I think Popovich, as I said Wednesday night, for those people who weren't <laughs> listening either, I think Tony Popovich will, has got a good, well-trained, oiled machine going. And yes, Warren, I think I concur with you that once they get Spiranovic back, to shore up that back line as well, it's got, and Topol Stanley, it's going to be different. Going forward, Bridge looked all right going forward tonight as well, and Santa Levy's plucky. So it, it, 
they they never were a dominating team. They they were they they wear you down. That that's how they that's how they roll. And and I, I think they were potentially good on the counter tonight. And they just didn't get the ball in midfield, and that's that's a testament to victory. And Mark Viduka was in the stands tonight, but the Western Sydney Wanderers equivalent to the Dukes. <laughs> wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. Okay. <laughs> and and unlike yourself, and, and his Carlos name is, is just, Tommy Urich. Tommy Urich. Okay. And, but unlike yourself. Carlos is just looking for the, the headline, you know, to be whacked across the page. Western Sydney Ronda is gone after week one, which is an overreaction, Carlos. Mm. Not untypical of By yourself, By the way, that's going to be the headline in our newsletter. Western Sydney Ronda is gone. Yeah, the newsletter, of course. Make sure you go to 4diegos.com and subscribe to our e-newsletter, which we'll publish very, very soon. And uh, if, they, if you subscribe tonight, mm. you can still be in the running for A History of Football in Australia by Roy Hay and Bill Murray. So get on the 4diegos.com website and put in your subscription to the, our e-newsletter and uh, join in with some of the fun and the facts of uh, this beautiful game. Let's go to Damien in Sky. He wants to talk about Lee Broxham. G'day, Damien. Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, guys. How are we going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. That's the way. Uh, just driving home from the game. Good performance. I mean, you know, as you said uh, earlier, Veronovic and uh, Topper Stanley missing is uh, the heart of their defence. So good effort, but let's not get carried away just yet. You're keeping um, your lid on it, Damien. That's very sensible. Which I'm yeah, trying to, trying to. But um, my, the main reason for my call is two callers ago they uh, asked about Lee Broxham. Yeah. I think it's a pretty easy fix. Uh, Milligan will come back into the central midfield, and you'll find Broxham will probably play right back, and then Giri will probably will uh, struggle to make the side. You reckon? Do, do, oh, I, I reckon Giri was better than Georgeski tonight. Yes, I there, do. Uh, Damien, what are your thoughts? Oh, oh no, I totally disagree. Yeah? I totally disagree. I thought Georgeski nearly every every time they attacked from his side. He um he stopped the attack, so I actually did, totally disagree. And I was I disappointed. Probably. I was disappointed with his ter- uh, at times unforced turnovers with the ball at feet. And given that they rely so much on keeping possession of the ball and the high tempo game that they're playing, I just felt at different times he was a bit. I don't know. He just he gave the ball away way too easily sometimes. He was a he was a cross between Tommy Orr and Alessandro. He was always <laughs> going down. <laughs> yeah, he fell down a bit too. But look, that could have been nerves too, Damien. So he might, he might be better than what he showed tonight. At least it's a at least it's an option that uh, yeah. you know Damien's put forward. Thanks for your call, Damien. Really appreciate that. Drive carefully. And Billy from Epping uh, wants to. Talk to, about how good victory played tonight. G'day, Billy. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, how you going, fellas? Yeah, good, thank you. How good hey, were they? Oh, they were excellent tonight, guys. Just their um, performance today. The new boys, well, Barisha and all the rest of the boys tonight were excellent. Billy, what's different from what you saw tonight than what we got last year with victory? You sound like a victory fan through and through. Oh, I sure am, mate. I'm a... Uh... Six years members here, going on six years, whatever. But um, different formation, playing wise, playing the ball wise, and all that sort of stuff. All technical, all excellent tonight, fellas. Yeah, and tell us, it's just you and us talking here. Don't worry about the millions of people listening out there. How much do you love Barisha? I mean, how much do you love him? He's a gun. He's a gun. <laughs> That's fantastic. He is a gun, Billy. Yeah. You sound like, you know, you're just very pensive. You you know, you're just thinking. So you, know, you know what I love, I love about this. Billy? He's going to be one of those guys going to think every day about the formation for next week against yeah. Adelaide. He's yeah. going to think, what what's Mussy going to do? He's going to talk to his mates about it. He's going to ring up SEN and ask everyone, what do you think is going to happen? That's what I love about the A-League after 10 years. Oh, People are now it. talking about it all the time. They're ringing each other and talking, not only water coolers, but down the street, stopping people at bus stops. 
and just talking about the game over and over again. Thank you very much, Billy. Really appreciate that. Frank in Essendon, uh, let's talk about the crowd tonight. Frank, welcome to the show. Yeah, good evening, guys. Yes, good evening to you. What about the crowd tonight? Uh, 30,000, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I, w- I was at uh, the game tonight and I just don't believe that attendance figure of 30,000. That, that stadium mm. is at least 85% full and I'm just wondering, and help me out here, guys, the AFL and Channel 7, they part owners of Eddie Head, who come up with those Oh, you're up? saying they're making it up. You're, you're saying, Frank, are you saying there was a bigger crowd than 30,083 tonight? Absolutely. That stadium was 85% full. I would say that's more football's way of beating tax. <laughs> of avoiding tax. Okay, you understate the revenue and you cut your... By the way, the ATO friends out there listening to us, yeah, yeah. don't go after the A-League. After the, I'm only joking. Yes. Clive Palmer but used to do the same I wouldn't thing. Blame the, I, wouldn't blame, I wouldn't blame the A-League. I, I would actually... Oh, sorry, the AFL. I would just uh, look at the uh, commercial men of the FFA and see how they're just understating their in- income and their revenue. Yeah, I bit. think we've had a few previous callers that were in corporate boxes. I don't know whether they were counted. <laughs> well, the seats the seats were brought in closer too, so that yeah, it might give so the much impression better, yeah. that it's that's more fuller. crowded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, uh, Frank, on that point, there, people on the commentary on Fox were thinking it was more thirty five, forty thousand. There you go. All right, thanks very much there, Frank. Hey, let, before we take a break, let's go to Emily in Tullamarine. And Emily wants to talk about tonight's game as well. Hi, Emily. Hi, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Did you have fun? Oh, no, oh, yeah, had a great time. It was great to be back at the A-League. So glad the AFL's done and the, the A-League's back on. I'm with you. <laughs> I just wanted to make a comment about the Western Sydney Wanderers, um, the support there. Like, they do a really good job, but they have to put their shirts back on. <laughs> they make us look cheap. Like, it, it yeah. puts a bad name on the A-League. I've got no problems with their chance and all of that, but they really need to put shirts on. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I, we, the boys, we did in the green room, did, did discuss the fact that the West Sydney Runners boys, you know, you know, go without shirts and they like to have it hanging out. But it's not only away games. They do it at home too. There's a lot of testosterone in there, isn't there, Vinny? Mm. Yes, I did notice someone in the victory crowd too without a shirt on. So um, I yeah. don't know what's going on there. I hope yeah. it doesn't that trend. T- I hope it doesn't take off, Carlos. No. And just very quietly, the Western Sydney Wanderers fans, as you're leaving, the ones who took your shirt off, you've had five work, five months to work on those abs, boys. <laughs> Come on, Emily, you're still there. Yeah, sure. Now, okay, so what what else did you think about the game? I mean, I, I, we don't often get the female point of view, and I and I just love to know what you what you're thinking about the game at the moment. You sound like a long time supporter. Um, I am a long time supporter, and I'm just I'm really glad that the Melbourne Victory have really structured a good team this year. Bringing Barisha in was fantastic. Always loved him from from the other clubs. Thought brilliant move. Um, I yeah. hated him when he was at Raw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's a brilliant player. I think we need someone strong like that. You know, Archie's done us really proud, but, you know, he's been there 10 years, he's getting on a bit, and he doesn't have it the way that we need it now, and I'm glad the Bruce has come in. And what do you like about the team, what you saw of the team tonight compared to what they were dishing up last year? Oh, chalk and cheese, mate. Chalk and cheese. I think they're doing really well this, well, one game, but yep. they've showed a lot of promise, a lot of promise. I'm really happy with it. 
Well, thanks, Emily. Really appreciate your call. Uh, drive home safely, and uh, whenever we're on on Friday night, please make sure you give us a call and, we'll, and give we'll, us your thoughts we'll give on a, the game. We'll make a call to the FFA, and we'll talk to David and DeBowen up there and say, listen, you know, it's not only zero tolerance on the crowd mm. flares, it's mm. zero tolerance on bare chests. <laughs> yeah, bare yeah, chests. And hairy backs. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, not a great look, Carlos. I'll tell you what, you know. <laughs> uh, you know Carlos. Uh, we yeah. were subjected to a fair bit of that at <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, video, I've got to actually... Uh, divulge here that uh, I was quick to get the shirt off on the cover of the Beach. Yeah. You were, you very quick. Said it, yeah, actually, quick. That's yeah. Too quick. Yeah. Okay, but, let's take a break now because uh, yeah, it's all right, after 10.30 already mm. here on a Friday night with the Four Diego's final whistle after Melbourne Victory defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1 at Etihad Stadium in front of 30,083. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. My centre forward is so slow that if he raced his pregnant wife, he'd finish third. If she was having twins, he'd finish fifth. After the gyno. This has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diegos. On 1116 SEN, the four Diegos. Yes, welcome back to the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. We're uh, talking about Melbourne Victory's 4-1 victory over Western Sydney Wanderers. The four goal scorers, individual goal scorers here for Melbourne Victory, Del Pierre in the eighth minute. Barisha scored a penalty in the 19th minute. Lee Broxham went from, uh, well, not quite downtown, but certainly from the centre of town. And um, <laughs> Archie Thompson scored in the uh, 53rd minute. And uh, Bridge scored in the 40th minute for Western Sydney. Uh, 30,083, uh, modest crowd, but not bad. Not bad way to start the season at Etihad Stadium. Modest, um, understated, Rodrigo. We've already heard from the people at the coalface. There were more there. Yep. Yeah, we've got a text message here. He's kidding himself. He was lucky to be 30,000 people. That's very disappointing. No, so I would have go. thought 30's a pass. That's the accountant sure. for the FFA, that's, which that's th- right. it's a tax dodge. That's what, that's what yeah. this is all about. Yeah, note my friends, and I always guess the crowd. Well done. I So do I, actually. I count them while I'm there. <laughs> we always get very close. We all guessed high 20s, low 30s, Mark. Okay. So, so that's also the other accountant, the other auditor. Hey, uh, let's take a call from Richard in Caroline Springs. Wants to talk about Melbourne Victory, of course. G'day, Richard. Thanks for holding and welcome to the show. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are you going? Yeah, not good. bad at all. That's good. I was at the game tonight. Um, I think it was. I think the crowd was about 30 years. I, I thought it was probably more like 28, 29. But, yeah, I, I think it was about there. you got to count the ushers <laughs> uh, everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, though, Jason Guerrier, mate, much improved from last year. Really good. The kid finally learning how to track uh, attackers properly. And um, he just didn't provide provide them with any space for most of the night. They were chasing his shadow. Not, I thought he played really, really well. Um, but I thought on the same page, I think Connor Payne's fairly useless on the left-hand side. <laughs> he didn't have much of a choice there, Richard. He came on uh, sort of when the game was almost dead. And, and he's uh, up against uh, the three-pronged attack there now with uh, Barisha and Thompson and... Uh, and also Barbarousas, who I thought, wasn't he bouncing Barbarousas tonight? Bouncing backheel Barbarousas. He was uh, almost uh, up there with the top three uh, victory players. So, you know, the, the kid's got it, got it up against it uh, up against it this year because of the fact that he's got a bit of competition for the spot. But I agree with uh, about Jason Guerrier. Uh, I had a chat to Kevin Muscat about him uh, a couple of weeks ago, and let's, let, we won't tell the kid this. No, don't but, tell him. But the coach was gushing. Gushing over Jason Gary could be anything the words were. 
So uh, you're absolutely right there, Richard. Richard, Carlos, you just said that. But you know, Jason Guerrier has actually probably heard that because he's waiting on the line. I didn't know that. To talk to the Diego's on the final whistle. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, fellas, how are you? Not too bad. That's, this is for everyone. This is Jason Guerrier, Melbourne Victory's right back, who had an outstanding game tonight. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show. You, uh, how do you feel? What was, what was the uh, vibe in the uh, dressing room like after the game? Uh, just, we're just very happy with the performance. You know, we, we set out to do a job, and I think everyone executed it near perfection. Like, by conceding that goal, I think everyone was just rock solid, and we played our game against them and really didn't let them get into the game. So we're all happy, very happy. Great uh, answer there, Jason. It's Carlos. Uh, keeping a lid on it for a young kid, it's really, really good. Uh, but uh, I did have it. I wasn't joking when I said I had a chat with Muskie about you a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he just quietly just whispered in my ear and said, the kid could be anything. Uh, does, uh, does Kevin come up to you and, and, and give you a hug and you know give you a special one-to-one mentoring? Uh Oh, he's good for me in the sense that he was a defender, so I pick his brain a lot. But I also do that with all the other, like Machu and Adrian and all the other boys we have in the back line. But, yeah, Musky is really, he's really good for me, and I think he's very encouraging. Him and all the coaching staff have really been on my back to a degree this, this preseason, and it's, it's pushed, me, pushed me a lot. So, yeah, I'm very happy. Jason, Vinny Venezuela here. Uh, you know, we watch, uh, you watch the game and you see Muskie and he's very vocal and loud and, you know, he's, has been known to drop the, the F-bomb and stuff like that <laughs> along the way. But at half time, does he just gather you around and say, boys, quiet time? Yeah, he's, he's, he's calm at half time, just explains what, how we're playing, how they're playing and what needs to be done to, you know, time things up or, you know, the, the positives and the negatives. So he's not, he's not the, I don't know, the character on the sidelines in the changes, two different people, so, yeah. Chase Warren here. Um, you're coming into your second season. Uh, is it different? You burst onto the scene, you played against Liverpool in front of the 100,000 people, Carlos, last year <laughs> the victory played, and then you had the season last season. But yeah. now, coming into your second season, is there a different attitude on your behalf? You feel more established as part of the team and more confident in your own ability to compete at the, at the level? Yeah, I think just, yeah, I think a uh, season under your belt really makes a difference. And with the preseason we had as well, the, the boys are just growing in confidence and that rubs off on everyone. So I think, yeah, I've gained gained confidence from that and I, I have a lot of belief in the system that we're playing. So, um, yeah, we're just really happy to be playing. And I think I think the boys this season, I think we have a special team. I think we can really do something. Jason, uh, I, I can see the confidence building, but I, next time there's a penalty, I just want you to go up there and take it off Barisha <laughs> and say, listen, I'm taking it. Just see what happens. Can you do that? Is that no. possible? <laughs> I think I'm not, there's no chance of doing that. I think he might get a bit angry if I did that, so I'll let him handle that. He puts it away, so. From, from a young up and coming, we're calling you a star. We don't want to build you too big, but we're calling you a superstar there, Jason. From a young guy who's just watching these, you know, big names coming into the change rooms, your Barishas, your Valeries, uh, you know, Del Pierre's, these sort of guys. When you look at a personality like Barisha, how do you handle it? Do you sit back and not say much and observe and say yes to everything? Or do you, uh, do you challenge him at times? Um, I think. This is he's a personality, but having someone like that in the team it helps it a lot. You know, he's he's a very fiery character, and at times you might not agree with him. You might have a bit of argument here and there, but he means well. You know, he's so passionate, and he just wants to win. And he wants he wants this club. Is, it's been too long without a trophy, so his his mentality is something that's 
you know, everyone's picked on and we're just very driven, you know. He's, he's, he's helped out a lot. And has your um, attitude, or sorry, has your judgment and your opinion of him changed since uh, he's joined you? Because you would have actually come across him as, as part of the opposition yeah, uh, yeah. in previous years. Did you hate him then? <laughs> Uh, I actually, when I was in the youth team at Brisbane, he was there as well. So I knew him before he came here. But um, yeah, best is whoever he's playing for, he's going to be like that. And he he has to do he had to do a job for Brisbane at the end of the day last season. So he's just he's just doing what he had to do. And he's come here now. He's committed to victory, and you saw that tonight. You know how hungry he was, and he just really wants success here. Jason, uh, you guys got off to a fantastic start and certainly imposed yourselves on the game, but uh, they got one back and uh, it looked like the back line got into a bit of a muddle there. Yeah. H- how um, did you guys, uh, h- how was that spoken of at half time and uh, how do you account for what happened? Uh, I think it was just a bit of miscommunication, you know. I think Adrian went off for the header and we didn't squeeze in, we didn't tighten the back line up, you know. I was three in the back of me, Macho and Daniel didn't squeeze in, so yeah, the ball. When it did come back in, bounced and yeah, they did put it over and Bridge got on the end of it. But I think it's something that can be easily fixed. You know, we'll watch it back and we we do work on defence a lot in training. So that's something that will we'll be addressed and yeah, I'm sure we can tighten that up. And did Del Pierre swell, swear in French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his, his French is good. His English is actually pretty good as well. He just has that heavy accent. So even when he swears, it doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jason, first game, you'd be into the grind. You would have had the, the hot and cold contrast therapy after the game. And what time's Kev got you fronting up at Elwood Beach tomorrow just for a little bit of a recovery session? Because... That's all part of the life of a professional footballer, submersing yourself in freezing cold water at ridiculous yeah. times. What yeah, time will you be there tomorrow? Uh, I think we're in for recovery. I think 10.30 tomorrow. So. Uh, the boys that didn't play will train at 9.30, and yeah, us playing group will be in at 10.30. Now, Jace, one last one before we let you go, mates. Uh, where, where do you, from a personal point of view, you've grown through the years, and you've also now you know, almost sort of semi-establishing yourself uh, there at the Melbourne Victory in, in the in the right back position, where do you where where do you want to see your improvement this year in your game? Um, I think overall, like everything, you know, uh, I, I don't I'm not wanting to really get ahead of myself because at the end of the day, this could all be over tomorrow. Touch wood. So um, I'm just working hard in training and in doing the trying to execute the things that I'm told and just take it game by game because setting sights a bit too setting big goals is you know a bit. It's a bit, how do I say it? Um, it's, it's it's not good. I don't think so. Just take it game by game, and obviously you do want to win silverware this season, and then I think other things just take care of themselves. So I'm surprised you didn't say Asian Champions League champions in uh, two years' time. <laughs> Jace, one last question from me. You guys have got a quarter final of the FFA Cup coming up. How do you manage that? And will we see it's similar to what we see in England that there'll be bigger squad changes now around the team, giving other guys opportunities as you go through this run of games, which will be midweek followed by weekend games. Have you spoken about that? Or you've got a big squad, so there's going to be lots of guys craving for opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And I think it it showed last year when we were in the Champions League as well, there was a lot of rotation. And when we do get these bodies back from international duty, you know, there's going to be a lot of bodies here. So all that goes out in the end is going to do a job and... If you do have to back up on the weekend, you back up. You know, there's no, I'm not making any excuses. So I think the squad will be rotated, but it's not, it's not, it's not really a big issue. You know, everyone really wants to play every single game. So yeah, we're not too fast. Thanks very much there, Jason. Hey, it's great talking to you and, um, 
You did really well tonight, and congratulations to you and the boys, and uh, looking forward to seeing how your season unfolds in particular this season. Thanks for your time on the Four Diego's final whistle. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. There's uh, Melbourne Victory young star, not, not starlet, yeah, it's a bit girly starlet. What, a, what an impressive young man. Yeah, yeah well spoken, actually. Even in the, the minute of your ridiculous questions, <laughs> he answered them beautifully. Was it, I think it was his ball that put Barbarousas through that then he did all that uh, fancy footwork. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was, that was a beautiful ball that uh, yeah. he gave him. What I liked about Jason's night, he, uh, he has been prone to giving away the ball every now and again uh, in possession, but tonight I thought, uh, I'd like to see his stats. I don't think he turned over anything tonight. I thought so he was very good. He's not a Melbourne boy, not a local product. Uh, he, from was a, Brisbane? he was a he was a in the kiddies team, the, the youth, youth team, team at uh, Brisbane? Brisbane. But he's always highly regarded because he was in the kiddies team when Ange Postacoglu was ah, there, yes. and he would only have quality. Yes. And he's already played for the underage Australian team, so athletically he's brilliant. And uh, now that he's starting to get his passing game a little bit more consistent. Yeah, this kid could, you know, accelerate very, very quickly. Excellent stuff. Hey, before we go to a break, let's talk to Michael, who's been uh, patient and holding on. Michael from Point Cook, welcome to the hey. show. Hey, guys, good show. Thanks, Thanks very Thanks, much. Um, two things. First of all, um, it's hard to fault anyone tonight, especially like, like defensive strong, especially like the wings of Archie and Barbarousas. And that was it second goal, and Barbarousas took the absolute mickey out of whatever which side it was. Yeah, Shannon Cole. Yeah. Um, that's not. Um, and also, just another thing on the stadium, with the, I mean, all due respect to Tony Lockett and is it Gordon Coventry? I'm not yep. sure. Yep. Um, why can't we go, I mean, Essendon go and put Lock, the Lloyd and Fletcher in up mm. whenever they play their home game. Why can't we put a Musket and Thompson in? You know, that's a fantastic point. And I actually called a few years ago. For Branko Buljevic to be on one end right. and Mendo Rostovsky <laughs> to be on the other end. Now, I called for that. No one listened to me. <laughs> no. In fact, we haven't got a hot topic tonight, have we? Have we got a hot well, topic? No, no not really. We've got a hotline, hot but we haven't got a hot topic. Okay, can I, can I suggest a hot topic? And thank you very much to Michael. I was going to ask Michael a question. Yeah, you can. Stay on the line, Michael. I just want to throw this hot topic in. <laughs> The names of the players that you regard highly enough to have on either end, end. instead of instead of the lock at Coventry at uh, Etihad Stadium, who's it going to be? Now you can have Musket and, and whatever, and, uh, and Hobbit, that be fair? But if you want to go deeper guns? and deeper, yeah, and longer and longer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray Richards, no, no, you can have Les Scheinflug, you can have anyone. But just two names who you would like at either end, and maybe why? Yep. Okay, uh, Michael, you there? Yeah. I just really want to thank you for setting Carlos off like that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. No, Michael, I was going to say, and I'll be, I'm not going to put the, I'm not going to be the, the wet blanket on the fire of enthusiasm, but Victory yeah. have played well at home in previous years, Michael. Even last year, they were good at home, flat track bullies. They went away from home. They were poor. They conceded lots of goals. Perth, Adelaide. What's going to be the difference this year, do you reckon? Oh, I think the defence seems a bit more structured at the moment. We've, you know, they've got the two big men at the back now, except for trying to... I mean, answer's good, so we've got cover there when he comes in as well. Uh, we've still got Milligan, and I've got some forgiving. I can't recall Valeri playing tonight. I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah no, he, no did. he was there. Oh, sorry. That's right. He's a quiet um, so achiever. <laughs> we've seen a lot more structure, so... Um, yeah, I, th- I think our defence seems just a bit more strong. And Musk has even come out and said that he's playing on... Being a lot better in defence this year. Our set pieces, we've managed to defend those pretty well as well. Yep, that's a good answer. 
Thanks very much there, Michael. Um, and uh, always welcome to call the Four Diego's uh, on a Wednesday or a Friday night when we're on. Um, let's go to Bob in Baldwin. Wants to talk about uh, the main man, Bessart Barisha. G'day, Bob. Welcome to the show. Yeah, boys, good evening. I just got back from the game. Uh, one thing's guaranteed, the um, the great man is going to be the difference this year with us winning or losing. Is that Lee Broxham? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, number eight, uh, Carlos, get fair income for one. <laughs> secondly, secondly... Are you going to mention his name? Secondly... Bob, are you going to mention his name? Who's this great man? Bessard Barisha. Okay, there you go. Uh, secondly, with the seats in or out, there's no atmosphere there. We've got to get back to that ill ground, Amy Park. And thirdly, Connor Payne, mate, that guy's not for that team. Oh, Bob, come, Bob, no, really, the kid, the kid had a, a blistering pre-season. He shows a lot. He's only a kid. He came on as a sub. He wants to, he wants to impress. He's up against bouncing backheel Barbarousas, uh, Archie Thompson and Barisha. I mean, the pressure's on the kid, Bob. And I think he's got a lot of talent. Wouldn't get a game for Northcote City. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Bob had an answer there. G'day, Bob. Uh, thanks very much there, Bob. Really appreciate your uh, your deadpan tone. I love yes. it. Thank you very Bob's much. straight to the point. You've got to like that. No, absolutely. And Bessar Barisha is the main man. Don't Where's Barishar? Where's he playing this He's uh, playing somewhere <laughs> in Albania. <laughs> In the thirds. Yep. Let's take a break now and come back with more of your calls and uh, more of the dissection of Melbourne Victory's 4-1 victory over Western Sydney Wanderers at Eddie Head Stadium tonight. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, here with the final whistle on 11.16 SEN with the Four Diego's. Melbourne victory defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1. Hey, by the way, uh, go to our website, fourdiegos.com, and subscribe to our e-newsletter, which we're putting together at the moment yes. as we speak. It's going to be a work of art. Ready for publication yep. very, very soon. And you can win. Still, if you if you uh, subscribe tonight, you will go into the draw for A History of Football in Australia by Roy Hay and Bill Murray. It's an excellent book. Make sure you subscribe on 4diegos.com to our e-newsletter. Looking forward to uh, seeing yeah, you. Yeah, and there's a rumour. What's the rumour? There's a rumour that on that as part of the e-newsletter, I'll be doing a weekly tip in terms of Carlos, Carlos will give you $10. <laughs> and he'll guarantee that by the end of the season, we'll make you... So what, what was your tip tonight, by the way? I, t- I tipped a draw tonight. Nil so all was, draw? Yeah, so I'm down a little bit. But each week... No, in each each. Yeah, month. but I want you to tip across leagues. Yeah, yeah. No, multis. This is a global game. No, the multi. A Maltese, a Maltese one of the week. Oh yeah, and yeah, I yeah. want uh, you know uh, yeah, yeah. Pharaohs Island League, yeah, 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 the yeah. FL yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And so absolutely, it's one of those exotic bets. Yeah, yeah, one of the multis. <laughs> and do you know David Villa is going to play really well tomorrow night for Melbourne City because you've got some breaking news, haven't you? Yeah, Spain lost. Oh. He's starting. That's the first thing. He's definitely going to be starting. I yep. reckon he'll play 60 or so minutes. But do you know Spain lost to Slovenia in the European Championship? Qualifies it. First time they've lost a qualification game in Europe since 2006. Yeah. It's pretty good. But apparently it's the, uh, it's the best Slovenian team that's been put out mm, on yeah. a football pitch in the history of Slovenia. Yeah. Which how is come, not that long, by the way. Barisha's not getting recalled for Albania. Has he officially put an end to his international career? Because fair dinkum. Is he in the international wilderness, is he? Well, I would have thought so, but surely he's a chance to play for Albania. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, 
Absolutely. So, hey, um, as I said, Melbourne victory defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1. Carlos, you uh, hit a raw nerve oh, here yeah. with um, the hot topic. What was that? The hot topic, of course, we had one of our fantastic uh, listeners uh, ring in earlier and talked about, you know, you've got the Lockett end and you've got the Coventry end there at Etihad Stadium. Why not, for A-League football matches, change that to Australian football names? You know, uh, so- soccer football names. And they, they were suggesting Thompson and Musket. And I suggested Branko Buljevic and Mendo Rostovsky because they're two people, I think, that really need to be uh, adored by Australian and remembered by Australian football fans. And we've got a fantastic array of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, suggestions have. by our listeners well, on the SMS. Well, Peter uh, Peterson says, um, how about... We name the ends Kitsch Bickler and Diaco. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Shane and Craigieburn, they should call the wing where the two club supporters meet the Musket and Cosmina wing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, one side uh, can be called the Magilton end and the other the Allsop end. We call the, <laughs> Jimmy. We, we can call the benches the John Cosmina benches. That's Con from uh, Oakley. He's, a, he's an interesting one. The Tim Cale and Dukes ends. Ah. There you go. That's uh, and Harry Kuhl, uh, Harry Kuhl uh, left out. Right. Mm. Yeah, a uh, stalwart. With club. the Magilton one, I thought they would have bookended with uh, Mehmet Durakovic. The two coaches lost their jobs <laughs> in the same no, year. Actually, yeah, that, that's, that ends hyphenated. No, they're, they're for the, um, the sides they bring in every now and then. Uh, okay. They take out very, very <laughs> <laughs> the, Simon's, the Simon story end has to be the, yes. one of the ends. Thank you very much. Um, Slovakia beats uh, Slovakia beats Spain, yes, not Slovenia. Slovakia. That's unlike you to get the name wrong there, Warren. <laughs> Especially anyone that's not are English they, football. Are they neighbours? No. <laughs> they, they just no, start no. with S, both countries. Nearby? They're close. Well, they're in, close? They're, yeah. They're right. in Europe. Yes. No, they're closer than just in Europe. No, no. Now you're okay, me. I now got you're... it wrong. Who was it? I apologise. Sorry, it's the first time this you'd, tonight. You'd want uh, Carlos and Andy to have like the the hot food stand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well, it's amazing, Vinny, because one of our listeners said exactly that. Hey, they were yeah. very specific. They said yeah. the hot pie stand. Let's give Merv from Berwick a yeah. credit. Very good, Merv. Could uh, we have the Hernandez end near the pie stand? Yes, very good, Vinny. I've got to say, Vinny's. Very far away from the uh, text message machine show, yes, so he, he didn't actually read that. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, so let's quickly talk, and we're going to come back for a second hour here. Gee, on, uh, yeah. Are yeah, we? Yes. Oh, you didn't know that. You didn't get the memo. <laughs> you know, we're off. here for another hour tonight. No, you've okay, got to stay. No you've got a, you've he got has a, got a big marathon yeah, on, marathon. on Sunday. We'll be there sleep. rooting for you me, there, Warren. Me and who else is doing the marathon? Well, I think uh, Michael's Zapata Michael's is doing Zapata. it as well. I'll tell you what, I'm... I, I've had a look at Zappers on the um, Fox coverage, and he's looking the damn sight better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, fact, the fact that he drinks chamomile tea and you drink <laughs> yeah. Coke, probably... You know, I'm carbohydrate. I'm sugar-loading at the moment, so as opposed to carbohydrate. Well, sugar is a carbohydrate, so there you go. The but, secret um, is, look, all the professional footballers we've ever interviewed always say to me, Carlos, never play the game in your mind yeah, no, I'm a bit the like day that. before. Yep. But you're, you're actually yeah, no, running yeah. this race right now. No, it's not, you're going to be exhausted I'm at not, the line. The first 25K I've got under control. It's just the last 15 that's a bit of a worry. <laughs> we can't wait to hear about that uh, on Wednesday night yes. if you're still with us. We're, we're just, I know this is a football <laughs> show, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. thought I'd just throw in, uh, just a quick, what's the earliest stage of a marathon and a half marathon where you've hit the wall? <laughs> 3K? 4K? <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, 
It's meant to be about 30k, Carlos, yep. but we'll see how we go. Good okay, luck let, to you, Warren. We need to take a break now. Um, Melbourne victory to Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1. Uh, Del Pierre scored, Barisha scored, Broxham scored and Thompson scored for victory. And uh, Bridge scored for uh, Western Sydney Wanderers in front of 30,083 people at Ehad Stadium. Let's have a listen to the new main man at Melbourne victory before we go to a break. Here's uh, Bessart Barisha with uh, Michael Zapponi with thanks to Fox Sports. Bessart Barisha with me. Bessart, uh, is that the perfect start to the season? Yes, I guess. I guess so. It's always good the first game to win. But you know what was really important for us was the way we played was really fantastic from the boys from the first minute. We've been in the game and I'm very happy the performance. This is the most important. And I hope, you know, we had a really tough three months preseason and we're very happy in the game today that everything was like we expected. Big crowd, big stage tonight. What are your first impressions of uh, the Melbourne Victory Home support? Uh, I said uh, always that uh, first day I felt home here. And, uh, you know, today I, I feel even more home. You know, I just feel really home and it feels just great, you know, being with these so many supporters, the way patient supporters we have, so many members in this club just make me realise what uh, uh, I, I could... Uh, that I come to Melbourne Victory because this is the way I am and I enjoy my football. You won a title last year, very early on. What are your impressions of this squad? Have they got what it takes? Well, I think so. If you play like this, uh, then uh, I think we have a good chances. But, you know, this is just the first game. And uh, it's a lot of work for, uh, in front of us. And, uh, you know, now it's just the first uh, step and we have to continue that and play and perform like that we today, then I think it's OK. You got the, the penalty. Was there ever any doubt that you were going to take it? No, <laughs> I think I'm a good cop in that with that, so uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, not, it's, it's good when I take it. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Awesome! 20 yards out! That is a jewel from Tim On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Yes, it is the final whistle here on a Friday night with the uh, Four Diegos after Melbourne victory demolished, you'd have to say. Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1 at Etihad Stadium in, in front of a healthy crowd of 30,083 people. Uh, four goal scorers. Del Pierre, the Frenchman, scored uh, in uh-huh. the eighth minute. Uh-huh. The Albanian scored in the 19th minute in Berisha from a penalty. Well taken. Uh, young Aussie from Knox. Brox scored uh, in the 27th minute, and the legend Archie Thompson scored in the 53rd minute for the victory, and uh, Bridge scored for Western Sydney Wanderers in the 40th minute. It was a 4-1 victory, emphatic is the word. Flat uh, track bullies the victory flat track tonight. Bullies. Yep. Yeah, you um, to, uh, lo- actually, I, know we, I know we started the show because he was effusive in in the green room. He was. And when I say him, mm. Warren was absolutely uh, excited about uh, victory and the walk from the green room. Mm. It's only like 10 meters. Walk from the green room to the studio, the on-air lights go on and suddenly he's changed his yes. tune. I'm the Andrew Bolt of the Diego's, you know, when I, need to get, when I need to put the game face on and get a little bit controversial, even though I may not actually think or believe what I'm actually saying. I'd love I to know from that. our listeners, because of course we've got the, uh, what, what's, what's the, hot, what's the happy hotline? To, happy to get the three points. Happy Carlos. to get the three points hotline. I'd love to hear from our listeners out there. We had a whole hour, of first hour of uh, talkback where people gave us their opinion. 
are you happy? Are you just pleased? Are you have they just humoured you tonight, or are you really excited about stuff? Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Happy to get the three points uh, hotline, Vinny Venezuela. Rodrigo, can I just put uh, put a shout out for John P, who I I know couldn't go to the game tonight because he was stuck at home and he was itching to go to the game. John P, you may have watched the game, you may have listened to the game. You should be calling in to let us know your thoughts on the big event. Yep, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Hey, um. And also, if you want, there's a hot topic going around tonight mm. as well too, Carlos, uh, on 0433981116. And it's struck a nerve, It has the hot topic, and thanks to one of our listeners who has the same gripe than I have. Mm. And, you know, you, now it's the second hour on a Friday night, I'm going to have a lot of gripes. Yeah, we've got the Lockett and Coventry and Zanetti <laughs> yeah. Head Stadium. Yeah, we, absolutely. We yeah. should change them to, to legends to football of football names. Yeah. Football names, and people have suggested some fantastic names. Yeah, um, I, I, I go back a long way. Uh, because I used to a long, long way. Yeah, you know, our, our, our old long, state league would friends would know, and, and also NSL friends would know Footscray JUST. Uh, being a, a Footscray boy myself, I actually used to walk down to Schindler Reserve oh, and Schindler Reserve, uh-huh. uh, which is now just industrial <laughs> trucking company. But uh, now uh, I used to play down there with uh, with uh, Footscray JUST, and I used to just watch in awe. Uh, one great Branko Buljevic, yeah. who was a big uh, target man striker. You know, people talk about Josh Kennedy, and nothing compared to Branko Buljevic. And he played state league NSL with uh, Footscray JST, then went to the Socceroos, with the Socceroos to the World Cup in 74, and was fantastic there. I want him to be have his name on one end. And Mendo Rostovsky, who was another terrific, uh, very, very skillful technical player to run around, in the old uh, NSL and also state leagues, and I want him at the other end. We've got a text message here. Branko is a wonderful individual. He is too. What about a couple of Scotsmen who played with him and in the Australian team as well? Rooney and Mackay. Yes. Ugh. I'm biased. Mackay's son. Yeah. Give us a ring, Mackay's son. Yeah. We don't know Little your first Jim, name. No, Jimmy, Jimmy Junior. Oh, Jimmy Junior. Jimmy Junior. <laughs> Can you give us a ring? Because I'd love to have a chat to you about your dad. Uh, just they are legends. They are legends. The Rooney Mackay in. Certainly, I'll accept that. I too. reckon we just should have that whole Socceroo end, you know? I'd the like original the... Socceroos. <laughs> what, 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 74, you mean? 74. Oh, okay. All of them. Yeah, okay. I think, I think the Venezuela end brings a, <laughs> brings a certain bell for me. <laughs> yes. Would they be t- I think by, by natural attraction that all the Western Sydney Wanderers who want to take their shirts off would be doing it from the Vinnie Venezuela end. <laughs> 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 no, they'd be banned from bringing it from the Vinnie Venezuela end. What about the Fort Diego's ticket booth? Just, uh, just slightly on the outer? You know, never really in. We're on level three. Yeah, yeah. on level, well, yeah. you know, a ticket booth, why not? Yeah. Mm. Hey, 94291116. And don't forget, go to fortdiegos.com and subscribe mm. to our e-newsletter. It's an e-newsletter because we'll uh, send it to you via electronic means. Mm. And um, you, if you subscribe tonight, uh, you will be in the running to pick up A History of Football in Australia by Roy Hay and Bill Murray. It's a beautiful book. Uh, do it now. Subscribe to our e-newsletter at 4diegos.com. And if you want to know more about Jimmy Rooney mm. and Jimmy Mackay and the, what they did, the fantastic things they did in the game, get that book. 
Yep. Get, get to the website, yep. subscribe to our e-newsletter. It's sent digitally, but we also send the fax too. <laughs> well, you get it by way of fax. We've got to stay true to our roots there, Carlos. <laughs> no, no. We've, we we've, got it, we've got about 10. We bought them last yeah, week. Exactly. That's right. Someone said they, these, these things are good. They're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carlos bought a secondhand photocopier off Dennis DeNuto, which we'll be using to photocopy the newsletter and send it out as well. Oh, that office just needs an upgrade, Carlos. I've told you that. It does. Anyway, let's go to Kieran in Ivan. Ivan Ho wants to talk about uh, Victory's magnificent win, and uh, he's a little bit cock-a-hoop. G'day, Kieran. Welcome to the show. G'day, mate. What's going on? Yeah, well, we're just talking about the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was here tonight. I was just impressed with, um, you know, the whole team, you know. But, you know, I just, honestly, I think Western Sydney, uh, you don't write those that, that team off because, you know, they can, they can just come back like that, you know. But, no, I was impressed. A few players, I reckon, um, I, I don't know, um... I don't know, Connor Payne, I just have thoughts about him. I just think he, I don't know, we give him time, they give him, like, he's played good over the years, but I just think, you know, we're going to have a good look at him. We need to play our best 11 on the field at once. You know, I just did not think he's in our best 11. Yeah, Kieran, 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 mate, look, I, I, we've had a few calls that are anti-Connor Payne calls tonight, and I won't have it. <laughs> I won't have this because Connor's a good young player, Who's now now got competition for places? I think he had a really wonderful preseason. We saw him in some of the FFA Cup games, and I just really liked the kid. And uh, I don't know I, I didn't I didn't think it was that bad tonight when he came on. But obviously, I don't know there's uh, the, the people have moved off the Broxham, you know, bagging bandwagon. Now they're getting onto kind of pain. Um, By the way, everyone's entitled their opinion too, Kieran. I think Connor had a bad season last year by his own. No, no, he I th- he's come out and said he yeah. he needed he needs to have a better season this year. Yeah. So you g- you've got to give the the kid time. I, I think he's he's got promise. He he's got to change things up a little bit. It's hard coming on late in the second half when your midfielders yeah. and everyone else is wrecked and stuff like that. But um, in the game's over, and you too. pull one up, yeah, yeah. I think. And technically, he's not in the best eleven because he's on the bench. That's right. There you go. Thanks, Kieran. Really appreciate your call. Um, stay happy with the victory. They uh, they did very well tonight. So let's go to let's go to Colin Mangan, who is a referee with uh, Football Federation Victoria, and wants to talk about uh, the men with the whistle. G'day, Colin. G'day, mate. How are you guys? Yeah, not too Good. bad. Thanks. You want to talk about? Yeah, just arrived home, mate, from the beautiful game that we had today. But I just have to say, a real good job for the referees. Uh, let's let's put our thumbs up for them, mate. Col- Colin, can yeah. I just ask you a question? Yeah, mate. Uh, the yellow card that Jared Gillette gave Lee Broxham in the yeah. really early uh, parts of yeah. the game, and yeah. that really riled victory. Oh, that, look, it doesn't take much to rile Kevin yeah, Musk and especially, victory. Especially Kevin Musk. Yeah, but, uh, but it seemed a little bit inconsistent with some of the... Uh, you know, subsequent tackles by West Sydney Wanderers. Now, I'm not saying that yeah. uh, the referees had a bad game, but no, if you're no. going to give a yellow card for something that was uh, just sort of was a bit, just a bit of a contest, a physical contest at the time, and not follow up yeah. later, tell yeah. us uh, the the balancing act referees have to have to really go through when um, doing I, that. You know, I, I can't comment on his performance, but I'm just going to say, from a referee's point of view, it's good to get the game control from the start, from the blow whistle. You know what I mean? No nonsense. Yep. You know what I mean? Keep it all professional and um, enforce the law as much as we can. And another question. We were talking yep. about this in the um, green room. Warren here, Colin. Mm-hmm. The the lippy manager. I would say that uh, Kevin Musket falls into the category of the lippy manager. <laughs> you know, he gives <laughs> feedback, I think. <laughs> Brutally honest. I, critique, I call it critiques. I'll tell you something, person. I played with Kevin, mate, at the under-15 George Cross team, mate, and um, he was always the same and he won't change. So, so 
In terms of in terms of what a referee will accept as far as brutally honest feedback, what what's the what's the boundary? And we notice that the fourth official often goes over to both benches and says, "Come down." When is it appropriate for the main man to come um, over and just say, "Look, settle yeah, down, Kev, a bit." Just when the just when the um when the fourth official thinks that enough is enough, um, last warning, you know what I mean? Yep. And um, that's when he just comes down, gives him a last warning, last chance, sit down, have a rest, and um, let's get on with the game. But, but Colin, what 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 is the rule about swearing or abusive language? Well, look, well, personally, personally, um, there should be no swearing in the games. There just shouldn't be. It just should. It all should stop. We want to encourage more women and children to come and watch this game. You know what I mean? And but but it does happen. We've we've actually. I mean, we. I'm not a great lip reader, but it doesn't take much to to read what some of the players might say and uh, what some of the coaches might say. And the referees treat them like adults and and like men, and and often you know don't pick on everything. But if you're going to let it go in one game, the inconsistency in another game where a referee could be a lot more you know direct with that stuff. I mean, uh, does it do you more damage when a referee might let some of that go and then? You know, for other referees who are a bit more that's strong with it. It's, it's about consistency, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, mm. that's the one thing we're just trying to get across. You know what I mean? All consistency, enforce the law as much as we can. But um, just going back onto the rest, mate, I reckon they did an excellent performance for the start of the season of the A-Leaguer. And it's going to be a big one this year, mate. And Colin, one more, um, one more question. Uh, yeah. The fourth yeah. official, how many of them go into nervous breakdown mode? Because they seem to get it all from uh, the coaches yeah. on the side. Yeah, well, that's, you know, they're fourth official. They're just trying to do their best. And just remember, they've got the crowd, a couple 30,000 people behind him as well. So it's all about concentration as well in front of him. Good on you, mate. Colin, really appreciate your time and uh, keep up the good work uh, because uh, without the uh, the men controlling the game, yep. um, we don't have a game. I love the referees. Are we going to get the... Uh the UEFA goal line referees shortly, you know, the ones that stand behind the goals. I think they're a really helpful addition. <laughs> they should right. give him AFL football goal, you know, goal umpire at players, I actually I reckon. reckon. I reckon FIFA should trial the uh, the AFL's goal line technology strategy. <laughs> so what, the GoPro? <laughs> hey, um, the GoPro. And how exciting was it when they pulled out the spray? Oh, and, oh you know, yeah. yeah. The, oh. That, that, that referee made history By the way, today. Is, that, is that spray along the – is that supposed to be straight? Because we're not, no, at, no, we're not no, good at we're not good at it. Was it's all about parabolas, Carlos. They put the oh, parabolas, parabolas, yeah, parabolas. You know, <laughs> semi say They put the right. You notice okay. they don't put the line where the ball is going to be kicked from. They encircle the ball. Yeah, that's a ball. But I'm talking about the wall. Oh, you've got to do it in your parabola he looked nervous to match tonight. the curvature yeah. of the earth. And he couldn't quite get it back into his. No, he couldn't. When, when it fades, you know how it sort of <laughs> yeah, disappears, yeah. dissolves. dissolves. What happens if it dissolves and the kick hasn't been taken? Can you go back and respray? <laughs> no, it, it stays on that video. I've no. seen a couple of players kick some of the <laughs> foam sprayer. I've seen some players get Brazilian... really upset when the when the referee actually sprays it on handy. their boot. It's a Brazilian um, invention. Well, well, a, well, it's handy yeah, it if you uh, are a Brazilian there, uh, <laughs> Warren Diego. What about Mel in Bentley? Wants to talk about um, the game tonight. G'day, Mel. How you doing, boys? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you going? Good. <laughs> He's matching you, okay. Mel. I wouldn't you, take that. You've got a question for us, Mel? No, not really. You asked me to ring in. Oh, Mel! You're oh, Mel McKay! Gee, we, we didn't have your surname, a little, Mel. A little Sorry bit of background that. for our listeners out there. We're well, pretty close to royalty here. Well, we are. The, um, no, so, we are. So, but, this is football royalty. This is, because uh, we, we were talking about the fact that Etihad Stadium has the uh, Lockett Coventry end, and we thought, what about football? We've had some 
stars yeah. over the years, and we've got a we, Carlos. Who do you, you said it should have been? I, I said Branko Buljevic well, yeah. and Mendo Rostovsky. But, but based on that, we got a uh, text from Mel, who basically said Branko is a wonderful individual. What, a, what about a couple of Scotsmen who played with him and in the Australian team, Rooney and Mackay? I'm biased. I'm Mackay's son. Well, Mel Mackay, you are um, the son, and thanks for calling into the Diego's. We asked you. So, what's your memory? What's your memory of being, you know, um, the son, the of, son a, of a, a, a prince, the prince of football. <laughs> oh, I was far too young. <laughs> uh, well, memories are, are post that, I suppose, post when that occurred at the end of the day, and even of Branko, right? I mean, he's a, uh, that was a correct statement. He was a wonderful man, right? And he is a wonderful man. So um, Rooney kicks on. Uh, my father's been gone a while now, but the... Uh, the 74 Socceroos, they're still, you know, most of them are still kicking. And um, they're all uh, beautiful people. We catch up every now and again. And it's 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 great to see that, that what they achieve, they still hold dear. And, and they still treat each other the way they treat each other all these years later. Yeah, Mel, I'm wondering, um, what is the bond between that group? And I think... Um from my and our point of view, it's probably been only been since the Socceroos have requalified for World Cups on continuous on continuous occasions that the feats of the seventy four Socceroos have really been revisited and retalked about and re recognised by a new soccer public. But tell us your thoughts and the connection that those boys have in terms of their experiences in seventy four. Oh look. Um, they've always they've always stayed together per se. So you know, and and obviously it, uh, my father passed in '98, so a long time after the fact. But I've been personally involved in everything they've done since, um, and the love for each other is still there. They're, they're like a big family. They have their they have their moments and they have their fights. And you're probably correct. Um, I suppose they get more recognised now than perhaps they did for a period of time there. But, um, I mean, last year the Football Federation did a wonderful thing for them on the back of work that uh, Raleigh and Raleigh Razik and Ray Richards did in organising a trip to celebrate the 40th, 40th anniversary of the qualifications for the World Cup. Um, it was a function in Sydney. They had the FFA Awards and then... Um, they help us all get to Hong Kong to celebrate that. We're in the consulate. You know, some wonderful memories. But there's there's reunions they have every now and again. Um, and I've got to tell you, you know, that that time of my own my own father's passing, um, as many of them as could possibly make it were in were in Melbourne and formed a guard of honour and and with FME and have been there any time since. Now, and, Mel. You know, Sorry, Mel. You you obviously said you were too young to really remember any of that uh, uh, that that journey to the seventy four World Cup, but it was a long. I mean, Warren's got to run a marathon on Sunday, but uh, that was in football terms a real marathon, probably a double marathon. And uh, can you, did, you, did your dad ever sit sit you down and talk to you about the step by step what they had to do? These guys were part timers. They often lost their jobs because they were dedicated to the Socceroos so much. And in the end, it was your dad's goal that separated the two teams in that last game in neutral territory. And, uh, and I still remember a photo where the team was drinking champagne. Probably Pumanti in those days. Uh, <laughs> 
Trigger yeah. gets straight from your dad's boot after yeah. the game. Yeah, the boot got, funnily enough, the boot got made into a, a trophy for, for, um, for, for something. I think, you know, one of the best junior age footballers or something like that. And, uh, it's since been lost. Supposed to have come back to the family and it would be lovely to have something like that and put it in, uh, in a museum somewhere, like a football museum and, and have it there for people to see. But, it kind of got lost. One of the funny stories of his passing was six months before he died, my mother threw out his other boot. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to her, I said to her three months after it, I said, you know, why'd you do that? And she was like, well, it was disintegrating. <laughs> and, um, no, I look, you know, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I don't remember it. I really don't. I mean, I was a three year old kid when, when it occurred, right? I, I remember the characters around it as I grew up after that more more so. Um, uh, I, the stories they tell are wonderful. They were they were part timers, but I mean Razik um, turned them into a, a a team, a true team. Um, a lot of them came from overseas. Obviously, a lot mm. of them played. I mean, my father played for Airdrie, which which is now a team that no longer exists in in Scottish football, but at the time was in top flight. He, he, he only had, he, he'd had about nine walk-ons um, the season before he came out. And there wasn't a lot of money in European football at the time. He he came out here for a two-year holiday with some other friends. I mean, they, he ended up playing for Melbourne, Croatia. Um, you talk about Branko, you've got, you know, Billy Wojcik, mm. another wonderful person. I mean, even after he died, we had... We had a Melbourne, Croatia, and a Shepherd and United, which was a club that Dad played for after he retired. Just, uh, I suppose you call it for beer money. He'd go up there and have a kick. And the Zerkis brothers and Croatia pulled together a, you know, a yearly event for a few years where they had a kick around all the old boys who played with him, and we just had wonderful times and wonderful memories. I mean, so, yeah. Well, Mel, you mate, you've um, you shared some wonderful memories with us, and you've represented your father absolutely beautifully tonight. Hey, thanks for taking the, uh, thanks for uh, giving us a call when we've just asked you from your SMS. Um, and uh, yeah, you're, you're the son of a legend. We're going to uh, campaign. Yeah. We're going to campaign. <laughs> yep. By the way, I love the idea. I really probably Rooney and Mackay wouldn't wouldn't suit the two of them. Far too humble. Yeah. The seventy four Socceroos idea, um, and, and maybe having. You know, we've had a few teams qualify now, maybe 74 and and 06 and 010 and 14. You know, maybe we do the two ends and two on either side. And yeah. and then who knows what we do when uh, the next one qualifies. We'll have to just fill in the blanks after that. Good on you, mate. We've got two stadiums now. We can uh, mm. do the other one as well. <laughs> we could, that's right. We've got eight, we got eight options. Mm. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Mel. Really appreciate your call. There you go. Uh, Mel Mackay, the father of... Uh, the great. Yeah, you know, the, the story that's not told enough, uh, the, the journey that these guys did, I and mean, even prior to that, the 65 Socceroos and even the ones in the 50s and stuff, what they had to sacrifice, these guys, to play the game that they love. And I know, Vinny, your wonderful dad, uh, did he actually play for Australia once? No, he played for Victoria. Played for Victoria once back in the 50s. A couple of times, actually. Yes, uh, the great Venezuela. Uh, <laughs> played, right. played Look him up. Uh, don't yes, remember yeah, him. That's right. <laughs> Yes, he had a pseudonym too. He, play, yep. he played with a pseudonym. But uh, in those days, it was just wonderful. I mean, people talk about, um, you know, the amateur nature of those games. But 
some of those games in the old state league in the 50s, 60s, and 70s you used to get 20,000, 25,000 mm. uh, people to those, uh, to those games. And what stories? And uh, I would love, I would love to just get a camera and interview people like, like Mal and, uh, and, and, you know, the uh, surviving players of the 74 team. Just get the, the nitty gritty stories. I know someone who could arrange that, Carlos. Oh, really? Yeah, I, don't, I won't say it here, but, uh, okay. but yeah, someone who you know really well. Okay. We're here, of course, talking about Melbourne. You. We're here just uh, talking about Melbourne Victory uh, defeating uh, Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1. And before we go to a break, let's uh, have a quick chat to Aaron in Doncaster, who's been patient uh, waiting and saying that uh, Victory exceeded expectation mm. tonight. G'day, Aaron. Welcome to the show. How are you going, guys? Good, yeah, mate. very well. Yeah, look, I was so rad tonight. I went tonight with family and, um, look... They just exceeded everything that I um, expected tonight, to be honest. I, I didn't go in with high expectations, but um, they were fantastic. And I was, um, I was absolutely wrapped with uh, Kevin Musket tonight and his passion. What were your thoughts on, on, on uh, Kevin Musket tonight? Look, I, I um, love Muskin, and he certainly... What I like about Barisha, I can see why... It's, it's exactly what I like about Musket. Barisha's there, he's in the game, and he gives that 100%, and he's vocal, and he's loud, and, and Musket's the same. And, and on Wednesday night, we were talking about whether it would be hard to coach someone like Barisha if you're someone like Musket, but I actually think uh, they... It's the wavelength and the and, and the the attitude they both give out that sort of energizes the whole squad in many ways. And I think uh, the way Muskie celebrated the first two goals, I think, yeah. was just dynamite. And you know, Aaron, when Muskie started, uh, when he first came into the top job, when he was the assistant for a while under a couple of coaches, but he got the job once Ange moved on. Uh, you saw him sitting on the plastic chairs and, and often not being very emotional. And it was almost that he was forcing himself to be like that because the persona of a coach should be mm. that you should be calm on the bench and stuff. I am so happy. I'm so happy that we saw him uh, being as animated as he was tonight because that's the real muskie. I think coaches should be themselves. Now, some will be the introverted types or sit on the, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, or unemotional types. They'll sit on their, their seats and say very little and, uh, and then, uh, maybe explode at the press conference. Uh, but, uh, and others will just, uh, be very animated on the side. And Muskie was like that tonight. And I think that's the real Muskie. Now, he'll, that'll get him into trouble sometimes. So what? I'd rather you be yourself. And I think that's, uh, almost what players in his team expect now because if the energy off the bench will keep them on their toes the whole time. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's Kevin Musket through and through. Yes, let's go to a break now. Melbourne Victory defeated Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1 at Etihad Stadium. 30,083 people were at the game. Warren, what, just before we go? No, no, I'd like Quickly. somebody to answer a question for me, Rodrigo, as to why coaches turn to the fourth official. Have you ever seen a fourth official stop the game, <laughs> go out to the referee and said, look, on hearing the balance of arguments between the referee, I think you got it wrong. Can you actually give a penalty? I don't what? I'd, and I disagree with you about Kevin Musket. I think it's a little bit overblown. But um, we'll go to a break and we might talk about that hey, after. You, you don't throw to a break. You don't do you, That's not your job to throw to a break. <laughs> Did I just throw to a break? <laughs> on the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Come on, guys. A lot of you are involved but not committed. Do you know the difference between involvement and commitment? Think of ham and eggs. The chicken is involved. The pig is committed. This has been a halftime pep talk by the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEM, the Four Diego's.
Yes, this is the final whistle on a Friday night after Melbourne Victory defeated Western City Wanderers 4-1. Emphatic Del Pierre scored, Barisha scored, Broxham and Thompson also scored. They scored for fun. They scored for fun. They were scoring, uh, they scored three in the first uh, 30-odd minutes and Bridge scored uh, just to give Western City Wanderers a goal. 30,083, not a bad crowd at Etihad Stadium. It's funny, you know, we, you know, five, ten years ago, we would have just said, 30,000, my God, what a crowd, we're gonna, we're gonna take over football, AFL. Move it to the MCG. And now we just sort of say, oh yeah, not a bad crowd. Not a bad crowd. It's true, it's, it's very true, Carlos, it's a good crowd. 30,000 is good in anyone's language. And can we just say, on the back of, I think it was Aaron's call, who was, who got a result that was better than anticipated and expected. It's true, you know, they're only gonna get better, the victory. Yes. They're only going to get better. This first game of the season. Jury's out for me. Jury's it's the first out. game of the season, next Warren. Week, next week at the Adelaide Oval against a ball-playing Adelaide City who will what? cause the upset. That'll be what the second game do? of the season, Warren. What will Adelaide do? They'll cause an upset this week. They'll beat Brisbane. It's not an upset in round one. It's, nothing's an upset in round one. <laughs> According to the bookies, it'll be an upset. <laughs> yes, is. uh the games, actually. Central Coast Mariners take on Newcastle mm. Jets. Sydney Who FC. ho-hum that game. Sydney FC play Melbourne City. Biggest game of the weekend. The new Battle Huge. of the Blues. I the cannot bat- wait. The big blue. What would be the biggest disaster tomorrow night? Uh, uh, a hemi in the first minute with Multiple goals either way, yeah. Carlos. Via <laughs> hemi in the first. Multiple goals. Broken goal. leg. A 10-week hemi. <laughs> broken leg, Carlos. <laughs> what if no. Via gets a 10-week hemi? Oh. Actually, I don't want to put a mozzie on the no, guy. No. Is that, the, is that the biggest disaster that can no, happen? No, I reckon right? a multiple goal loss to either team. Yeah. Ebola, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would put a chink in the Manchester City's <laughs> plans for Melbourne City, wouldn't it? They won't want him back. They, they won't yeah, let him yeah. back into the US. <laughs> bitter, bitter Warren. Stick to following Manchester Heart. Yeah. Um, Who's like that? The, uh, John in Port Melbourne. No, John, if you said Liverpool Heart, I'd accept that, but I don't accept Manchester Heart. 30, I'm a Melbourne City fan. 30,000 massive crowd for rugby league. We judge by AFL standards. And the other game is Wellington Phoenix versus Perth Glory <laughs> and uh, Brisbane Raw take on Adelaide United, which I'm looking forward to as well. That That's a must win for Wellington. And just that crowd guy, the crowd mm. guy who just, just yeah. Anonymous. I'm a North Melbourne fan and I can tell him outside of the two finals, North Melbourne only played in front of a crowd of more than 30,000 people on five occasions throughout the season. So you've got to put it in perspective. 30,000 for over half the teams in the AFL is higher than their average crowd every week. So we're getting up into the realms. Melbourne Victory have got 20,000 members. 21,000. 21,000 members. Can I also say, and I said this during the week, and obviously, say? you guys, you might have listened oh, to well, it. Oh, I know what you said. You always listen to it. We're, doing, you know, we're working in real jobs. If <laughs> Melbourne Victory absolutely get it right, mm-hmm. they play champagne football, they have stars like Barisha through all their lines and start winning regularly and playing great, great football, they will get average crowds at home of 40,000 people. And I'll stick by that. And I'll take any calls out there that wants to argue with me on that one. 40,000 people, if they get it right. And the derbies, well, and, and the, the derbies, I know oh, they can't do it. Amy, I'm talking about Eddie Head. Derbies, if City start getting it right and Victory start getting it right, Eddie Head won't be big enough to play the derby. You know don't don't, no, don't no, shuckle. No, no, I'm just thinking. I mustn't have been listening because I can't remember <laughs> you saying that. Now I'm going to say, and I will say this: that given that the planets align beautifully, right. yeah. we had an eclipse just recently. By the last weekend in October, which I think is the 25th oh, yeah. of October, yes. if the planets align, that first derby 
will be the single biggest game of club football, I reckon. When you say planets align, both teams undefeated. Both teams undefeated. Yep. And maybe it's two wins and a draw. Or, no, no, you know, undefeated. Well, undefeated. Three wins with swagger. <laughs> Three wins with swagger. Each. It will be the biggest game of club football that we've seen in Australia, in outside of finals, in I don't know how long. You tell me when. Certainly not in the 10 years yep. of the A-League. It'll be the biggest game in the 10 years of the A-League, I reckon. Easy. I'm not, I'm not even going to argue with him because uh, we got the numbers wrong on that Liverpool game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the Liverpool, the, look, I think it's 52,500 at Eddie had. If the planets aligned and they're both undefeated, yeah. they might not get 52. No, no, they got, they, no, listen, in year two, Melbourne, Sydney, Melbourne Victory mm, and Sydney got 50, 50, 51,000 at Eddie had. But that was manufactured. Yes. That was just, you know, fair to go. Was like, this is real stuff now. This is real if stuff. If we get 51, 52 for a derby at Etihad, they're real. Yeah, they're real. Real hardcore. There'll be ugliness I'll there. I'll be there then, that night. <laughs> yeah. you, want, you, you need Via there. Yeah, yeah Via's right. there. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll go off. Yeah. It'll go off. Hey, guys, just in, on the back of our impromptu uh, interview with uh, Mel Mackay, um, Mark in Reservoir. Gents, maybe someday we can have a show dedicated to the past heroes and mm. teams. Mendo Ristovsky is my uncle, and oh. he wouldn't hesitate to chat about those glory days. It's Mark oh. in Bundura. Fantastic. And, and we'll do that because we've been close to doing that at yeah, different yeah, times no. too. We, the, the Diego's are dedicated to the history of the game. And if there's any other relative of the 1974 World Cup team out there, send us through an SMS, give us a call, and we'll have a chat to you. As long as you're a genuine relative, don't, don't start mucking around it. Quarter to midnight on a Friday night. Now, I've got to say, Mel sent us through a lovely, lovely yeah. email, uh, text message there as well. Hey, um, Melbourne Victory defeated uh, Western City Rondas 4-1 tonight, and Stuart in Pasco Vale wants to talk about uh, their talisman, Barisha. G'day, Stuart. Welcome to the show. Hey, you going, fellas? Yeah, good, good Thank you. Yeah, look, I think that, uh, look, Barisha has just been just such an important uh, uh, input to uh, the Melbourne Victory this year, and I mean, look... I think he could be the X Factor for us this year. And look, here, have you guys followed the Scottish League much? Uh, oh, we sort of. Yeah, I mean, as much as we can, I suppose, uh, given that it's not what it used to be there, Stuart. Yep, because uh, there's, there's a young bloke coming through for the Celtic, uh, uh, Stuart Hill, and I think he's, uh, he reminds me a lot of a young Barisha. Mm. Um, and look, I think he's, he's actually been approached by Manchester United, but. Look, whether he'll go there or not is uh, uncertain. But look, I think that Barisha, Stuart Hill, even Mitchell Houston, uh, I think that Barisha, Stuart Hill... Is everything right there, mate? Mitchell Houston. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I think you need to open the door. Barisha, Stuart Hill... Rodrigo, just pick you. I'm not just looking not to pick you up and no, ask sure. you a question. Go go. Is you it do, possible please don't for try a and pick first gamer in a new club to be the talisman? I sort of get the sense that the talisman is the person that's the stalwart. Oh no, he's the talisman. Everything we hear about him on the training track and in the change but rooms. Can you just be it in your first game? I would have thought that the who, that who the is the talisman? Some like character. No, no, he's no, got no, that. No, no, he's got no, that written in his no, contract, Warren. No. I want to, I am, and I yeah, am the talisman. Yes. And furthermore, no. I will be referred to as the talisman. No. He's just. He's just a um, 
precocious prong right now. He's not quite the talisman. You know, like sort of really, uh, at this time of night, this is actually, let's record this because I sort of agree with Warren a bit. You can't really be you a talisman. In, no, you walk in on $1.5 million over two years or whatever it is. You can be whatever you, you want. You walk into that club and you've scored well, how many no. goals? 50-odd goals in how many games there, Warren? He's the talisman oh of Melbourne God. victory. Rodrigo's got an opinion. Oh, no. The talisman <laughs> is the We're score. I'm backing down. Yeah, the I'm talisman is the Yeah, look, I might, have, I, I might have overstated it, but you've picked me up, and, and I feel bad about that <laughs> because um, I feel a bit dirty. I've got to go and shower. <laughs> but um, he is the talisman. But I'd like, you know, we use, we, they're throwaway terms, these, aren't they? They, they are, and it was thrown like away by me, but you picked me up. <laughs> the stalwart is the hack that just gets a game every week. Well, that's, who's that? Would you agree that the stalwart is the sort of the, yeah. the guy that bonds the team, but he's he, a hack? He's, he's, not d- up to he's it. done it before many, many times, and now he does it more infrequently, and he has bad knees. A okay. stalwart. Right? But Stevie G is a talisman. Not, who's he, our talisman? Yeah. I think, Carlos. I th- no, I think, <laughs> I think a talisman is, of course, by definition, is a leader of some sort, but he's been there for a while. But he's been a spiritual leader. You can't be the spiritual leader in your first game. Carlos, You've got to earn the spiritual part of it. You walk into a radio studio and you walk like yes. you are the talisman. Uh, you know, I won't argue with that. Even with poor old Harper, who is yeah. really a talisman, you, yeah. you walk into that yeah. show. Warren yeah. doesn't. See, the thing is, <laughs> no, I'm, the I'm not really a talisman because I call myself a talisman and a talisman oh. wouldn't call himself a talisman. Now, there's an interesting yeah, point. That's a very good point. See, a uh, talisman's very humble. Stick your necks a out. A talisman name wouldn't names. refer that's to himself that. in the third person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there you go. No, he actually is a talisman because Thanks, uh, I've just gone to Wiki. <laughs> yes. And it says, because I, you know, I, was, I was wavering, I didn't know who, because... But uh, I'm going to go don't, with Rodrigo. A me. talisman is an object which is believed to contain certain magical or sacramental properties which would provide good luck for the possessor. And I think okay. that's what Barisha has been he paid is, to do. He is. He's taken the mantle from Archie Thompson. Oh, now, uh, would Archie one be game. happy with that? No, no. no you don't become a talisman. You just are ah, a talisman. You are. No, 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 You're like I'm, the chosen yeah, one. I'm not sure. Is, hey, is, the, is there a football definition there, Vinny? <laughs> Because that's just a global definition. Anyway, anyway I'm new to this technology, Carlos. This is uh, <laughs> still about us, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, just, just quickly. Hi, Diego's Rhonda from Geelong here. I know this is not about soccer, but could you tell me it's, if draft time has finished? If so, how do the Cats finish up, please? No, we, Next we Thursday. No, we won't Thursday. talk about it. No, but, no, but, it, but I'm worried draft, for the doggies. <laughs> I'm worried for the doggies. It's next Thursday. Yeah. Let's go to Craig in Sunshine, who wants to talk about... Uh, he's a talisman yeah, as well. Been, Archie yes. Thompson. G'day, uh, Craig. Hey guys, how are you going? Good, Very good. That's good. Look, I'm just uh, look. I've been a big fan of Archie Thompson over the years, and um, just wondering whether you guys think he's got petrol in a tank. Um, you know, look, I think he's offered a lot to the victory, obviously over the years. But I'm just wondering whether he can uh, play out a, a full year with the victory, and whether you know whether Stuart Hill or Mitchell Houston, yes. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, no, you're gone there, Craig. Um, yeah. He started off so well. Yeah, I know, too. Yeah. I know, but let's lose it after a while at 10 to midnight on a Friday <laughs> but night. But, you know, actually, he had made some sense in his first question. And what I was going to say, say I was going to say, um, I reckon, and this is how the, the two callers that we've just had kind of work, work in with each other. Mm-hmm. I think Barisha being in the squad forces Archie to lift even more because Archie always gives it 100% anyway, but he's going to give 110 because Barisha's there and they're going to work. You know, it's kind of like in the early days when you had Allsop and Thompson. Now you've got uh, 
Barisha and Thompson. And so I think it's going to be good for Archie in that regard because he's looking hungry. He actually uh, looks hungry. You know, you, know why, you know why, Vinny? He's no longer the man. And if he's no longer the man... They can actually, he can actually be a bit more relaxed about things. And, uh, and I think Barisha, being at victory, has absolutely extended uh, Archie yep. Thompson's career because obviously it's all about performance. He'll perform better this year uh, because it's not, you know, they, the, 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 all the focus won't be on him. He won't be expected to score every week. And because he's not expected to score every week, he'll probably score every couple of weeks for that. And I also think that they're playing a little bit differently uh, with, with the. With Barisha on the park, Archie seems to be staying on the, the left-hand side a little bit more, and so that probably means... Well, he got... hasn't been central for a while, Vinny. I think he's been pretty but, much... On... But he used to flip over. They the Marco to... Rojas no, They used to go with the false nine. Remember the false nine? Mm, yeah, the, the false, false nine. nine. So now uh, Barisha says, no, They're still I, looking I'm, not, for him. I'm not a false nine. I'm a real nine. They lost the strip. <laughs> <laughs> Archie Thompson is the self-described Benjamin Button of the A-League, and I think he's going to have a new lease of life. I think he's got at least this year. And you know what? Coming off the bench, if he if he was allowing himself to do such a thing in another year, I think he should probably get another year. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about Archie. He's very, very good still. Mm. And, Let's take uh, a... He has got the long service leave coming up too, so that'll be good for him to have a break exactly. mid-season. Well, you don't want to leave now. No. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle here on the uh, Fort Diego's 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, with the final whistle on a Friday night here when Melbourne Victory defeated the Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1 at Etihad Stadium. Del Pierre, Barisha, Broxham and Thompson got on the score sheet for Melbourne Victory, 3,083. And uh, it's been a big night tonight. What a night. We've calls. had referees ring up. Yep. We've had sons of guns, former Socceroo nephews. legends, nephews. Uh, we've had uh, of Jason Geary, what an impressive young man from Melbourne Victory. had a great game tonight. Just full, full. And by the way, very, very knowledgeable. Except for the last couple of calls. Yeah. Very, very knowledgeable callers ringing up with some very, very good input. And we're into extra time, would you say? <laughs> I think Theo in Hampton's uh, hit it right on the head with saying that it's a full moon tonight. So, um, <laughs> it, is. it was it a is. total eclipse last night too. It was. And yeah, by the way, yeah. we won't be sleeping for a little bit longer because there's some games. When I get back to... I'm going to go back to the office, boys. Yeah, I'm going, yeah I've got some work to do with you the You've got Diego's the photocopy of the fix. Yeah, absolutely. Got to, got to send a few faxes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we've got, of course, the soccer is coming up very, very soon too. Absolutely. At one thirty, I mm. think that's kickoff. They take on the United Arab mm. Emirates. Um, hey, go to com and make sure you subscribe to our e-newsletter and uh, you go into the draw for A History of Football in Australia by Roy Hay and Bill Murray. Do that. Do that tonight. Yes. Or this morning. And read about all these legends we've been talking about. Absolutely. Uh, it's two for 132. Pakistan are batting in the one-day international against Australia. Doing pretty well in the 27th over over there. Warren, you have your hand up there? Yeah, you went the Aussie way. I thought you were going to go the... The rest of the world way in reading that score. No, no, 132 for two then in the, on the, after 26.4 overs. Hey, uh, we were talking about the, uh, you know, the ends that uh, we should name. You know, the, the, at yeah. the moment there's the Lockett and Coventry end. What, they, they should name them, you know, in honour of some of the world football champions. Surely it's the Andro, Love and Ricardinho <laughs> ends. That's Dan and Mernda. And uh, the uh, Fabiano and Leandro Love ends. He gets a mention, <laughs> Leandro, doesn't he? <laughs> So there you go. Flat track, my foot, uh, Exton. I don't know who that is. They were clinical against potential Asian champions, Silvio in Faulkner. There you oh, go. Oh, Silvio, Silvio. <laughs> Stick to what you're good at, Silvio. Hey, here's, here's one from Adrian. Boys, victory will obliterate Melbourne City in this year's derby. City still building and no system in place. A good year or two behind. Victory not bo- bothered by an overseas uh, patch 
and and all the backing. They yeah, won't, there you go. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of the victory until they win away from home. Can I just bring up a casual observation tonight, guys? It's about the football, but it's not really about the football. And it's on the back of an SMS we received. I love the late 90s, early 2000s techno music you got playing. It takes you back to my heyday, tearing up the nightclubs and dance halls. For me, it's tearing up the discos. Yes. Uh, now, what's the song? I mean, they're all adopted these songs now, the A-League oh, team. Yes. What's um, the song, the victory, oh, guys? Um, what's that again? Uh, um, stand by me. Stand, stand by, me. by me. I'm just thinking, you know, why, why is it? Okay, and it gives a chance that all the all the men to just sing when they don't normally sing and stuff like mm. that. For me, it would be something like Disco Inferno. Why couldn't that be the the anthem? Burn baby, burn. Burn baby, burn. Disco Inferno. <laughs> That's actually not bad. I know. I actually, actually it wouldn't be really, bad. I, I, there'll be people bopping. And I'll tell you what. The problem is. More people would take their gear off, I reckon. Because Port Adelaide have taken up um, yes. Michael H- in excess. Don't, um, don't tear us never apart. tear us apart. That's and, exactly right. And have the Victory been doing this, or is it something that started this year? Oh, look, Victory fans out there, if you know, we've only got a couple of minutes, give us a ring and tell us. But I've just noticed it tonight. Yeah, I just heard it for the first and, time tonight. And oh, some, some, some men who would not normally... Mm. Uh, the, did they have their shirts on? Oh, they... they, they Belted it out. I it was belting it out. I know, actually. It so, really uh, yeah, no, no. And that's what I'm just wondering, you know, what song would you pick if you had a choice? If there's another song out there. Yeah. But they love it. They love doing it. They love singing it. No, look, it was, it was good. It was really good. And uh, the, the crowd, you know, there, there was been a couple of text messages tonight kind of saying that the, um, you know, the crowds were, uh, there were some flares as well there tonight. Western Sydney, how many Fifteen hundred odd people, Villy, yeah, Villy. Yes. You were just. I'm not going to read out your entire text. You've just become a member of Melbourne Victory, and you were send us, send us SMS. Sorry. Send us a tech. You sent us a text message, and uh, you you weren't happy with the seats that you got because yep. you were right in amongst all the uh, rampaging supporters. Don't don't throw away your membership because that's yep. the worst thing you can do. Support the team. Maybe just ring the club on Monday and say if they can find out if they can maybe change your seat because yep. you know getting in amongst all that's not for everyone. Yeah, don't be governed. Yes, whether you go, whether you're going to be a football fan or not, don't be governed. Obviously, by buying a membership, you're serious about it. Don't be governed by what you may have seen in a in a small group of people tonight, and uh, and just. Just move to another area and you'll love the game. I'm sure the yeah. club will accommodate you there, Billy. Yeah. so make sure you get on to Melbourne Victory and uh, they'll look after you. Hey, it's been a big show so far, hasn't it? Um, so we're back on Wednesday night. Looking yep. forward to that. We'll uh, talk more about um, the rest of the games. Which we'll have w- Socceroos games to talk about, I suppose. Yeah, no, even the English Premier League. Uh, no. We'll, well, no, we'll talk about... Oh, uh, previewing. We'll, we'll just talk, yeah, previewing. Liverpool rampaging up the ladder. <laughs> Quick tips uh, for the weekend. Yeah, Paul. let's go through them. Central Coast Mariners and Newcastle Vinny. Look, uh, I'll go Central game. Coast. <laughs> Central Coast Mariners. Uh, I shouldn't say who cares. Early in the season, Central Coast. Is it the F3 derby? I'm not sure which. It's a freeway derby. It's, a, it's the F something derby. Yes. But the uh, I'm going to go for Newcastle because they're not going to win many games and they'll probably start off well. It's a draw. Uh, Sydney FC <laughs> take on Melbourne City. Oh, I'm tipping a draw for this one, Vinny. Uh, I want uh, Melbourne City to pump Sydney FC. Warren? City for me. Yeah, City for me. Carlos, um, Wellington Phoenix uh, play Perth Glory. It's a draw for me. It's a must-win game for Wellington. <laughs> I, I, I'm <laughs> six going for Wellington. Six-pointer for Wellington. <laughs> uh, Perth Glory. Mm-hmm. It's in New Zealand? It's, yeah, it's, oh, in, yeah. it's in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, Wellington for sure. And it's the longest road trip for any team in the world. In Perth, the world. Uh, <laughs> it is too. It is Actually, too. did we fly that far <laughs> to get to Brazil? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Took me five hours to get home from Adelaide yesterday, but that's another story. <laughs> Thank you, Virgin. Um, Brisbane Raw take on Adelaide United. Uh, I think this will be a two-all draw. I reckon uh, <laughs> Brisbane are going to win. You do have a 
tip a team to win. <laughs> you going, Warren? Adelaide to win. There you go. Where, where is it? Brisbane or Adelaide? It's in Brisbane. Oh, Brisbane win. There you go. Yep. yep. Is that it? That's it. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for your calls tonight. Uh, and also, thanks for your text messages. Really enjoyed uh, the final whistle. We'll be back when the uh, victory or the or city play here on a Friday night. And uh, always looking forward to that. So remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hanging out. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever there are girls with thrill on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. In gross play football. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Benny Jones coming up after the Diego's. We are the Four Diego. Olay. Olay.